0: News. Real news. Welcome everyone to the Tori says show. I'm your host, Tori. You can follow me on Twitter at Tori underscore says as, and Gab at Tory underscore says. Today is January 18, 2019, and it's finally Friday. I think yesterday I mentioned how slow this week has been going, which means a lot is going on, and we saw a lot happening yesterday. From circling buses and stopping planes to State of the Union demands to uh, people doubling down on hateful comments to the mainstream media – skewing actual comments and creating fake narratives, indictments, popping like confetti. They are happening across the nation. Today we have a lot to talk about. I'm really excited. So to set the tone, I think it would be important for us to just listen to the latest tweet just sent eight minutes ago by our president so you understand where he's going with this. So you understand what is really going on
1: everything that we're asking
0: pay attention to his words
1: for whether it's the wall or barrier, whether it's the technology, whether it's the drug detecting equipment, this is what law enforcement wants. This is what they need. Wait till you see the results. They'll be proud of it and we'll be even prouder. And I want to thank them, whether it's law enforcement of any kind, border patrol, ICE. Spectacular people. Thank you for
0: the job you do. Wow. So if it's any law enforcement of any kind, thank you for the job you do. This is important because yesterday we had talked about the importance of the wall, right? We have been talking about the humanitarian crisis, which is the child and human trafficking through our border. We've been talking about the drugs and the criminals coming in. But like I said, I hate using something uh, that instills fear in people. Letting people know that, yes, maybe a migrant that is coming for bona fide asylum reasons is coming through this open border, this unchecked opening into our country. But think about it, how many terrorists come in too. Now yesterday, after my show, I published uh, an article that was titled, A Suicide Bomber in a, uh, in America, 10,000 Dead is a Possibility. I walked you through some fictional um person of interest that I called A and told you how they arrived to our country to cause mass havoc and mass death. But in that article, I also put the other reporting from other journalists from places like NBC that substantiate every single thing I said. It was over three years ago that it was reported that ISIS had come to an agreement with West Africans uh, in regards to their ideology. Has anyone read the ISIS manifesto? Pretty, pretty scary. And it's in the article, too. You can click on it and see it yourself. Three years later, with this first caravan... It was reported just a couple months ago that they arrested what? A bunch of West Africans. Over a year ago, it was reported that Venezuela was selling passports to the highest bidder. And it's not just Venezuela. There's other countries. But Venezuela is one of those lovely uh, socialist countries which wasn't supposed to be socialist. They've just turned into this hotbed of crime and uh, just in in their uh, country. So these migrants, these people that have been training with ISIS since they were children, these people that believe every single one of us should die, regardless of your participation in anything that they believe that we stand for, get passports and go through countries that have less security than ours they end up somewhere in south america or central america and walk and make their way with coyotes and a lot of cash in their pocket through our border i talked about the prayer rugs you know that 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 reporting is days old yet the president tweeted about it today One of his tweets this morning was about these prayer rugs being found at the southern border. And like I said, how many South Americans do you know are Muslim? Because we know how Christianity is embedded in the Latino community. So no one stand there and say, well, there's possibly Muslim uh, Latinos. No, we all know that's not true. Even their dialect, their phrases, their um, responses always have some form of Christianity. We know it, so stop it. So we're finding prayer rugs along the southern border. That is a hint. The president just dropped it. He would hate to use fear because then every single day when you go to Walmart, every single day you go to the farmer's market, get on a train, get on a bus, you have to think, oh, no. Could, have, could a terrorist have crossed the border and be on the same train or same bus that I'm on now? Because that is the reality. And that is exactly what they told you they would be doing. They would be making you feel unsafe in your own bed. Yet we still have an open border. It's important to realize that the Democrats already know that this is a possibility. And maybe we should revisit nine eleven because it's coming to the forefront to see exactly what happened because it was the best and most biggest opportunity for a socialistic police nation to be established with what happened in nine eleven right because what happened? People were scared, and in the name of security, they forfeited the majority of their rights. They let them pass laws that they would normally not allow to pass. The only way that this cabal, this deep state, can control a population of this size is with fear. Who knows? one can safely imply that they are colluding with the terrorists. I mean, after all, we paid them, we funded them, we created them in the Middle East. So is it too far-fetched to say that there is a possibility that them entering our borders and causing havoc is to their advantage? Just saying. Think about it for a second. Right now, as we're sitting here talking another terrorist crosses the southern border undetected and you won't find them because they've got fat pockets right usually lined with money from our own government because we fund them well not anymore because president trump has cut that funding but there's other ways you know programs like usaid for example that I've been talking about for a very long time. Organized crime, they're using our federal tax dollars to fight us, to fund terrorist cells. President Trump made the notion, like, why are we sending all this aid suddenly after this first caravan to Honduras and southern Mexico? I don't know, maybe to help pay for the second one, which is on its way. They came out and told you that 538 people that they captured at the border were not from the Americas. They were from countries like Iran, Pakistan, Uzbekistan, Somalia, Liberia. Yet we still have no border. Do we need another 9-11 to fix this? We have the left, so insane, saying things like, well, I thought he took care of ISIS. How do you take care of ISIS, who's like one of many terror cells? I told you and I reported to you that the Hezbollah leader is now either dead or severely ill. What does that tell you? They are desperate. And they're not going to stay there and keep the war. They're going to bring it here. Bring it to your doorstep. And yet we have an open wall. Where are all my granola munching lovers here? Where are you? Are you okay with living in fear? Because I'm not. I am definitely not. And look, you know, we're talking about the southern border. I'm very close to the northern border. Do you know how many West Africans and how many other people have been smuggled from the northern border? The Northern. They caught someone with nine West Africans in their car. Again, West Africa has the West African bloc of the Islamic revolution there has an agreement with ISIS. Remember, they formulated a partnership. It's like you want to grab someone and shake them and say, you are helping destroy our nation. This wall is imperative for national security since apparently you don't care if kids are trafficked or humans are trafficked. You don't care about the drugs either. You don't care about the criminals coming in and killing Americans who wouldn't be dead if they weren't illegally in our country. So is it enough to tell people, hey, wake up, terrorists are coming in too, and we don't have the ability to catch them. I mean, what do we do? Deploy the whole military and form a line across the border so that way you feel better because there's no physical barrier? Are people that, and I hate to use that word, let's say doffed, right? Are they that doffed? They talk about peace and love and global acceptance and embracing. But that's the thing. Have you ever reached your arms out to hug someone that hates you because their God tells them to? Because they won't hug you back. Those that are part of the LGBTQ, they loathe you. They throw you off rooftops. Do you think that they're coming into the country to be nice to you? When will the radical left wake up? And you know, the shutdown is fabulous. It's glorious because this is where the world can see. And even the radical leftist can see that there is absolutely no reason for not building this wall one by one. First, we talk drugs. Then we talk gangs and, you know, they're still saying, oh, they're separating women and children. Yeah. But, you know, half of the times those children aren't even theirs. Oh yeah. Well, that's sometimes. So kids are being trafficked. Women and men are being trafficked, sold into sex slavery, general slavery for organ donation and harvesting for experimentation on weird drugs or circumstances. Because the experimentation isn't just on drugs. It's to manipulate behaviors. So they put them in controlled environments. Other story, time for another show on that. But the bottom line is they kind of, oh, that's a conspiracy. They I mean how many kids do they put in a car? Well, how many people were in that truck in Texas that was in the parking lot abandoned? It's as if anything they're being told by the mainstream media is gospel. Well, hear something, listen to the actual words being said. If people listen to the words, it would totally make sense. I feel like people don't even listen anymore. We had Ilhan Omar talking about Lindsey Graham. She literally used the words he's compromised. He used to think that Donald Trump was the worst thing ever to happen and now he's been compromised because he's supporting him. She is exposing the fact that they have Republicans. She said he's no longer on our side. I mean, how clear can that be? How can that be? How can you conclude that she was making homophobic comments? You can't. So to... Stop. This is is how dumb the mainstream media considers the population of the United States. And anyone who has any indication of different, please let me know. You can email me at Tori at com, Tweet or even call in at 215-TOP-TALK at my second half of the hour. Half of the show on my next hour. (laughs) Think about it. So she says this. She puts it out there that he's our guy and now he's not. He's flipping because she's too, she's a newbie. She's a freshman. She doesn't know how the game is played. You know, plants like water. They do. And they need to be watered in the right way. And they need to bloom at certain times, different colors, one red, one blue. That's how you confuse them. See, she's a freshman. She doesn't get that. CNN gets that, and this is why suddenly they decided let's peddle the fact that she was talking about him being, you know, a a homosexual, and that's basically it. So, you know, we can bring it back down to, you know, it's her religion, her belief, blah, 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 and we can cover it like that. Make something extraordinary to cover the truth. That is what they did. And people, even on the Trump train, even that are considered conservatives, bought it. And ran with it. Compromised. Really? We all know that almost every single person in the Senate diddles with both sexes. And of all ages. Below 12 too. Incredible, right? Right in your face. They take actual words and change them. And in the second half of this hour, we'll talk about how Nancy Pelosi changed her words. How Adam Schiff... Reinforce that and what President Trump did when he said no plane. Because it's all about words. It's all about really listening because people have lost the ability to listen. And when you listen, you can hear the story that's not being told because everyone's just hearing things. It's kind of like when people are on Twitter and all they're doing is retweeting, but they're not really reading things. They're all about, let me get my followers. Nobody cares how many followers you have. Nobody cares. It just means that you have more people looking at the stuff you tweet. But it doesn't mean that it's anything of substance. So many misinformed. uh, it's, It's heartbreaking to watch. Because... You know, there when you think that all these conservatives supporting President Trump are listening, they're actually just hearing and sometimes having bouts of listening when people spoon feed them the information. You have to watch who you follow. You have to watch who you listen to. You have to watch it. But you should just listen, not hear, for the sake of using, you know, your auditory senses, Listen. If you listen to the words the president speaks, he tells you everything. He already told us that this shutdown is being d- d- terminated in March. He told you that. No one was listening. No one ran with it when he said it. He was like, hey, you know, I, I would have brought you uh, Clemson." When he was saying to the Clemson Tigers, I I should have brought you in two months when this is all over, but you know, I thought I'd buy you fast food instead. I mean, who doesn't like burgers? And we all know that our president loves his Diet Coke and Big Mac. He loves it. I mean, listen, if anything you do this year is to listen and listen to both sides because they are not hiding the truth from you. They can't. Nancy Pelosi sat there and told you that the wall is immoral. Why is it immoral? Just because. How is it immoral? Is it immoral to say that we're building the wall to save children from being sex trafficked? It's immoral. Is it immoral to say that we're building the wall because it's going to stop drugs coming in? It's immoral. Is it immoral to say that we don't want gangs and cartels coming in? It's immoral. Everyone has a price. Every single person has a price. And the El Chapo trial is showing you that Peña, you know, he was such a, oh, I'm so, you know, glorious. Trashing our president was bribed with a $100 million by El Chapo to do his thing. Do you think that the people that are crying about this border aren't getting cuts from the cartels? Huh? A president of a whole country was bribed. You think they're not lining their pockets? They're buying all this stock. They're buying Apple, you know, by the hundreds of thousands every year as they self-report. Because you don't even know their actual assets. Because who audits these? Has anyone audited our Congress? I think it's about time we do. Audit them. Find their offshore accounts. Find exactly where they're investing. Find their income. See how they have their income. I'm pretty sure we're already doing that. Because our treasury is getting really fat from confiscating a lot of their offshores. Do you really think that they have your interest? They're probably collecting hundreds of millions of dollars from various cartels to not shut down this border. Remember, a president received a $100 million bribe. You think some sleazy senator or House member hasn't? Do you believe that they have not received money? Why are they so adamant about this border? It's not like we're not going to let people in. People can still come and request asylum at the port of entry. We'll process them just like we're doing now. We just want to cover the holes so that way we can process them. And you can sit there and stomp your feet about separating women and children, you know, in a more organized environment. Because right now, we can only focus our intention at the ports of entry. We cannot cover all of this the whole border, basically, we can't, so why are they so adamant? Ask yourself, El Chapo bought the president of Mexico for a hundred million if he has a hundred million to give him. Can you see who's making the most noise? Who's making the money? Can you see how much money they're making just simply on their self report right? They're self-reporting these things. No one's checking it. There's not been an audit. I think maybe we should all ask the president to audit them. Audit every member of Congress. Audit them. Audit every senator right now in office. Audit them. Audit them and see how true and accurate their self-reporting is. Because the thing is, Nancy Pelosi has a lot of things that her husband does. He has one company that owns another company that owns another company, and they're all investments in stocks and options. Really, guys, we can smell a washing machine from far away, right? S- specific smell, right there. They're getting rich, and we're they're they're literally setting us up to pay the bill. For their crimes. Everybody has a price. And obviously, your security, as Nancy Pelosi said in her own words, is a luxury. She said the wall is a luxury. The wall is a luxury? Really, Nancy? Our security is a luxury? It is their obligation to keep us safe and secure. It is our right as Americans to feel safe and secure. We demand that the people that represent us keep us safe and secure. It is not a luxury, Nancy. It really pains me to even watch the mainstream media talk about this. Because if people that watch, watch the mainstream media, but this time don't, don't hear them. Listen. First of all, they make no sense. They're onerous, circular in what they're stating. Second, they slip and they tell you what the real intentions are. It's astounding what you can learn when you actually listen. It's kind of like being in a classroom. If you're sitting in a classroom and the teacher's talking and you're like just hearing them talk, you're not going to process the information. But if you listen and pay attention, take notes even, you get an A in the class just for turning up, right? Well, where are the American citizens turning up to listen? To both sides. Because they tell you, They always tell you what they're going to do. They told you in 1989 that they wanted to make America Muslim again. They told you they want to eradicate borders and open it up. They told you. They told you they wanted one currency between Canada and Mexico. They told you. I mean, but no one's listening. See y'all in a few. And we'll get right back to this topic, talking airplanes, though.
2: Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio.
0: Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn.
3: Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities. Sanctuary cities that.
2: You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot, on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa,
4: stop. How did you become addicted? A friend? Were you at a party and someone said, hey, try this? Then you got the cold sweats and started shaking. And the more you did it, the more it didn't work. So you switched to the needle. Now you're a train wreck. Drinking, drugging, broke. Your family hates you. And you hate you. Get out of your hell on earth now. Call the Detox and Treatment Helpline today for immediate help. In many cases, your insurance may cover the costs. We can't guarantee it. But we can guarantee we have what you need to change your life for the better. Pick up your cell phone. And call right now. 855-700-2978. 855-700-2978. 855-700-2978. That's 855-700-2978.
3: Guaranteed life insurance with no medical exam. Sounds great, right? Even better, your rates will never increase and benefits will never decrease. If you're a U.S. citizen between 50 and 80, you can get life insurance guaranteed. It's not guaranteed in every state, and you may not qualify for every policy, but when you call, you'll speak with a licensed insurance company. They'll give you all the details about guaranteed life insurance.
0: were we interfered with on our wavelengths? So where were we at? We were at that people are not listening. So I thought, let's talk about this bus that has been... (laughs) They were literally on a bus heading out. Adam Schiff was part of it too, remember? He was part of that. He was part of the delegation, that group that wanted to go to... This trip that Nancy Pelosi wanted. Let's talk about that for a second. And basically, our president ended that with one simple letter. It was pretty incredible to see. Like a boss, he dropped it and said, where are you going? You got stuff to do. And that's true. They're legislators. Where were they going? Why were they going? And if you see his letter, he clearly points out The facts. He says, Dear Madam Speaker, Due to the shutdown, I'm sorry to inform you that your trip to Brussels, Egypt, and Afghanistan has been postponed. We will reschedule this seven-day excursion when the shutdown is over. In light of the 800,000 great American workers not receiving pay, I am sure you would agree that during this period, it would be better if you were in Washington negotiating with me and joining the strong border security movement to end this shutdown. Obviously, if you would like to make your journey by by flying commercial, that would be certainly your prerogative. I look forward to seeing you soon and even more forward to watching our open and dangerous southern border finally receive the attention, funding, and security it so desperately needs. Huh. That was pretty... Incredible. Speaking of security, let's just listen to a short clip of our president and what he told us during the missile defense system speech that he gave. Just a small hiatus here. Take a listen, because if you listen to what he says, you'll understand. As
1: president, my first duty is the defense of our country. First duty, the defense of our country. And defense has many different definitions and covers a lot of territory. I will accept nothing less for our nation than the most effective, cutting-edge missile defense systems. We have the best anywhere in the world. It's not even close. Our new strategy calls for six major changes in missile defense policy. First, we will prioritize the defense of the American people above all else. Our review calls for 20 new ground-based interceptors at Fort Greeley, Alaska, and new radars and sensors to immediately detect foreign missiles launched against our great nation. We are committed to establishing a missile defense program that can shield every city in the United States, and we will never negotiate away our right to do this. Second, we will focus on developing new technology, not just investing more money into existing systems. The world is changing, and we're going to change much faster than the rest of the world. This past Tuesday, the Iranian regime tested a space launch vehicle, which failed, that will provide Iran with critical information, if it didn't fail, that they could use to pursue intercontinental ballistic missile capability, and a capability, actually, of reaching the United States. We're not going to have that happen.
0: All right. So basically, he told you what the problem is. He told you how he's going to remedy it. And he told you just how big the threat he, it is. He told you. He's telling you, the American citizen that voted for him, the American citizens that wish to have security, what's going on. Now, if you saw, well, I demonstrated to you by reading President's Trump letter um, what he did to Pelosi, which is call out her trip. And it's very specific. So the first thing that Pelosi came to fruition to say, you know, in rebuttal of him pulling his plane. And, you know, she was trolled, you know, and like a boss, he called her out. People were like, whoa, she wanted to shut down the State of the Union address? Well, he took away her plane. You know, so people were tweeting, hey, did she start a GoFundMe to go commercial? She actually tried to use that against the president, saying that he exposed their travel plans, which increase a security threat because whatever she decides. And then he exposed the fact that they were more than happy to go commercial to uh, execute their plans. And here's where it gets even crookeder and weirder. I want you to listen to what Adam Schiff had to, <laughs> Schiffy um, had to say. In regards to this, Uh, he made a statement about it and he's telling you exactly what's going on. See, because Nancy Pelosi came out and said, oh, we were just stopping in Brussels to refuel and, you know, the group wanted to go see all the troops in Cairo and then we were going to Afghanistan. That's all. So they weren't really stopping in to do something in the European Union. They were just refueling in Brussels. So... Here is what Adam Schiff said, which totally negates what Nancy Pelosi said. It's like they can't even keep their story straight. Take a listen to this. Let's see. Where is it? Come on, ABC, work with me. ABC's so funny, aren't they? I want you to hear his words so that way you understand. It's a short clip.
6: I just had a few uh, comments on behalf of our delegate about the President's actions uh, in attempting to cancel a congressional delegation to visit our service members uh, in Afghanistan, uh, as well as uh, our visit to NATO to reassure our NATO allies. Um, We believe this is completely inappropriate by the President. Uh, We're not going to allow the President of the United States to tell the Congress it can't fulfill its oversight responsibilities. It can't uh, ensure that our troops have what they need, whether our government is open or closed. That work must go on, uh, and I think it's vitally important now, in particular, that the president has announced withdrawals from Syria and Afghanistan. That we understand the situation on the ground. Uh, we had anticipated important defense and intelligence briefings in Afghanistan. Uh, we were looking forward to the opportunity to reassure NATO allies, undoubtedly shaken by reports that the president has questioned his staff or opined about leaving NATO. We're determined to make sure that our NATO allies understand that on a very bipartisan basis, oh, really? our commitment to NATO bipartisan. is strong. Um, so we think this is a completely inappropriate action.
0: All right, so what did you hear? You heard him saying that it's their duty to go and see with their eyes in Afghanistan if they have what they need. And we all know this shutdown has not affected our troops, right? That has been stated. Has not. But then he made the slip. We wanted to assure... assure uh, our NATO allies, that we're with them. And uh, if you're worried that we're going to withdraw, we're here in a bipartisan fashion. But remember, this whole plane that we were going to pay for was filled with Democrats, but it's bipartisan, of course. To assure them that our commitment to NATO is strong. Who do they think they are? They are legislators. They're supposed to be in the United States legislating. They have no business telling us, or driving the foreign policy. Who do they think they are? You are supposed to legislate for Americans. America first. Americans first. And our president deals with NATO. Are they worried that we're going to pull out of NATO because they're not paying their fair share? Well, they should be. Because they can't afford their fair share. They've got their hands in too many pots. And now, with the president of the World Bank being in our court, having 16% ownership, you know they're scared. Because they can't dip into that bank so easy either. So what was Nancy Pelosi's trip? Let's deconstruct this. First of all, to those that don't know, any military aircraft... That comes into play, that needs to go to the Middle East, that needs to go to Asia, that needs to go to Australia. They stop and they refuel at specific bases, not in Brussels. So where do military planes refuel? Where did the president's? Plane refuel. Ah, that's right. Rheinman Air Base in Frankfurt. That is where they go to refuel, not in Brussels. No one goes to Brussels. But you know what's at Brussels? The EU and the parliament. Remember how de Blasio on New York tax dollars ran out to the EU to assure them that, you know, whatever's going on with Trump, and he's never going to be president, and I'm here, and we're gonna, and then afterwards? Come on, guys. Who do they think they are? They are supposed to be representing us and working for us in the United States, within our borders. Their business is to legislate. It's not their business to go and uh, on an apology tour and tell people, hey, no, we're like totally with you. We're going to fix this. We're going to totally impeach him. Trust us. Just give us some time and maybe some money because he's taken away all our money. This is what this tour is really about. Support. He hasn't released the visa document. See, he hasn't unleashed that. He hasn't told people about it. He hasn't shown them what you've done. We're good. Just give us some money. This is what they're doing. Passing notes. And of course, they're going to go with military aircraft because then they can handpick the people that come with them. The people that they know are with them, that are part of this cabal, and that their trip will not be, I don't know, reported correctly. Maybe there's a tarmac meeting, you know, maybe something else. And then they had the audacity to say they were going to fly commercial. No, you weren't. Because you can't cover eyes. You wouldn't know who would be on that plane with you following your every move and reporting it. You would never fly commercial. Because what you were setting out to do was not for the interest of the American people. It was for the interest of those that line your pocket. It was for the interest of this global cabal, globalist network. That's what it was. And then Cairo, let's get to that. Wow, we have like a super huge base in Cairo, don't we guys? No, we don't. But you know what we do have? That this weekend in Cairo, representatives from, you know, terrorist organizations like Hamas, Hezbollah, Al-Qaeda, cells, subsidiaries, and all these people are meeting. We know this. Our annex in Italy knows this. We know everything. So... Why were you going to Cairo again to see some troops? Oh, the group wanted to go, not you, right, Nancy Pelosi? That's what she said. The group wanted to go to Cairo. So you'd refuel in Brussels to then go to Cairo, right, to do what? See troops where it's like how many? How many? Not much. And then they were going to go to Afghanistan, and Schiff said we were going to go there just to make sure that... You know, they have everything they need and talk with our leaders. You mean talk with your poppy fields? Do you know who owns a lot of interest in poppy fields in Afghanistan, aside from the United States? And how it was done? Pharmaceutical companies. Where do you think they get stuff for Oxy? It comes from the poppy plant. So basically, Nancy Pelosi wanted to go tour the poppy fields and see how this is going to happen because the wall is going to happen so they had to figure out another way to bring it and you know what's funny the fact that they're going there just exposed that we possibly have people in our military that are stationed in afghanistan probably working with them maybe not active duty military but maybe contractors i don't know maybe we should look into that right pretty incredible she wanted to go on a seven-day excursion, hopping around the world for seven days. Obviously, you know, they'd have to stay in Brussels for like a day or so to refuel because it takes that long to refuel a plane that's leaving the East Coast, right? Totally. That would totally make sense. Had nothing to do with, it, with them meeting with anyone from the EU, right? Hey... Speaking of EU, today, Merkel and Juncker are in Brussels discussing things with the parliament. (laughs) Yeah, of course. Pelosi didn't have a meeting with them. You know what was really funny? That they were on the bus heading to the airport, you know, the specified airport, to get on this military crab when they... We're trying to fight what the president did, right? So he was circling, you know, just going around in circles and driving because they couldn't get off. People would be like, hey, what's going on? Why are you getting off the bus? It's like we can't get off. We're going to tell him he can't do this. We're going to stomp our feet and say no. But it didn't work out for them. So president was like, listen, you're not going, and I'm going to make this public too. I'm going to post the letter. So you better get off that bus because you're not going anywhere. I mean – They're in Puerto Rico. Why are they in Puerto Rico? Maybe it's the last goodbye because all of these indictments have come up. And this is where we get into what they're really trying to cover up with the State of the Union. Who do they think they are? They could just change the State of the Union... And say, hey, you're not doing it because it's not going to be secure. Because, oh, yeah, Capitol Hill really doesn't have good security. Really? Secret service for the president and uh, official for official business is paid top notch. You mean you can't get any of your last security in there, right? You can't penetrate that, right? You needed money, right? You wanted to postpone it to do what? Maybe go to Europe? Get a bit of money because Nancy has been getting a lot of mortgages. And she's the richest one of all. And yet she has mortgages. And you think if she has $70 million in liabilities and she gets some dividends from her self reports, then how is she sustaining herself? That would mean that her self reporting is not correct. It is not correct. Where are you getting your money from, Nancy? Or where were you getting your money from? Happens to be, you know, those Panama Papers have been given some real deep paper cuts to a lot of people. And you know, these indictments, all of these indictments, don't have to do with more nefarious things. I mean, a lot of them have to do with child trafficking, child molestation, child abuse, child death. But they also have to do with corrupt actions like senators lining their pockets with money from Libya, kind of like John Hoven. Or, uh, you know, maybe you were bought out. Maybe uh, you were corrupt and bought some Venezuelan gold bonds. I mean, Marino, you know, he's the only indictment we heard about. And, you know, no one came out and said indictment. They just said he stepped down. And, you know, it was his fifth term two weeks in, and he's like, yeah, I'm resigning for a private job. And no one uh, really diddled on that, but... It seems like an indictment was out there and he can't be part of it because he chose to step down rather than get mauled in the press. This is fact. And the real reason that they don't want this State of the Union address to happen is because I was with Scott Adams on his show today on Philly's Airways Um And, you know, he made a great point. He's like, maybe they don't want to talk about the empty seat where, you know, RBG is. Where is she? How is she? But I'm telling you, it's not that. It's the empty seats from the Democratic Party, the ones that no one's reporting. If someone actually had time to go through every single Democratic senator and congressman on a list and see how many of them. Are not appearing, how many of them are not talking? You'll see exactly what I'm saying. You know, they're not resigning because they still have faith that Pelosi and the cabal will come through somehow, some way, in some form or fashion, that they will be saved, that they will eliminate the threat, which is Donald Trump. Eliminate the threat to their lucrative, nefarious, anti-American business dealings. They really have faith because indeed they are a global network. To think that people believe that they're in Puerto Rico um, during the shutdown, right? During the shutdown, they're in Puerto Rico and <laughs> partying, right? Getting a suntown, watching Broadway shows. While the government is shut down, they're not busy working. And then you have the left saying, well, Donald Trump goes to Mar-a-Lago, so who cares? When the people that we had in Benghazi were massacred, there was a massacre. They were abused and tortured. You know, Obama went golfing, but that was okay, right? That's totally okay. You know, they're suddenly saying, I thought ISIS was gone. Look at you pulling out of Syria. You shouldn't have done that. Well, actually, it wasn't ISIS. It was Turkey, and Erdogan is going to pay for this. But that's okay. They've got an agreement. Remember, ISIS, Al-Qaeda, Hamas, Hezbollah, with the FLN from Ankara, the radical Islamic political party of Turkey, yeah, they gave, they had of an agreement. They gave them Idlib in Syria. That's 30 kilometers right there. It's as if... Uh, you know, the mainstream media is there to mesmerize you with garbage. They tell you what to think. I mean, I haven't even tweeted it, but seeing Ann Navarro filing her nails on camera really showed the class that they have. It is disgusting. Oh, and by the way, they are super broke too. Because, you know, I listen to talk radio myself. I love talk radio. And my husband, you know, when we met, we were kids. We were in our early 20s, right? Um, I was 21 uh actually and uh he said, "You're like an old person" cuz You take a shower and you don't listen to music, but you listen to talk radio. I'm in the car driving and I'm listening to talk radio. So I listen to talk radio and I use an app called TuneIn, right? And guess what I saw? CNN is advertising that you can listen to them on TuneIn. They are literally paying. And not only that, they sent emails out. They are hungry. They are losing their base. People are turning it off. CNN should be bankrupt by now. I guess the money from overseas where they have successfully implemented uh, the globalist cabal agenda is supporting them. Because here in the United States, they're not respected. And NBC is right behind them. It is incredible. They mesmerize you with lies. They told you, even though Ilhan Omar said that he was on our side and he was talking bad about Trump and suddenly he's like all, oh, Trump, he's been compromised. Oh, that meant he was a homosexual. (laughs) Like, where do you get that? He was talking about trees and you were talking about clouds. What? No. They are mesmerizing you and feeding you lies. And the thing is, Pay attention to who you're listening to. Pay attention to who you're watching, who you're retweeting. Because those that said, oh, yeah, she was like super homophobic about it. Oh, is it that Islam taught you to be homophobic? Those people that are pushing that message to you are not on the America First train. They are on the wrong train. Listen. All we have to do is listen. I, I think the message of this week is, listen, and um, considering that today is Friday, and we would expect some real big news coming out right after my show, uh, 1 to 2 o'clock. I mean, we've seen a couple of indictments pop. One pop for my state of North Dakota, where they arrested a guy in Bismarck. He was um, indicted yesterday at 2.30, 28-year-old guy, a Navajo, who would continuously rape children under the age of 12 at the Fort Berthold Reservation. Pretty incredible, right? Our president promised to protect our children. He promised to end this, these nefarious activities. I trust him with everything. And today his tweets have been on fire. He said, make America great again. Put America first. This is what we need. This is imperative for our nation. And anyone that says America first or make America great again is racist is not on the right side of history. Now, after the break, I'll be taking calls. You can phone in at 215-TOP-TALK. I'd love to hear from you, love to have your questions, and we'll continue talking about today's news and what we should be expecting from our president and about all these indictments, of course. Maybe we should parse them apart, right? Talk to you guys soon. Real news. Welcome back, everyone, for the second half of this hour. I'm your host Tori, and I'm really excited. Ooh, I think someone is dialing in. Let's see, because I love my listeners. Because welcome my... back, host.
7: Have a great this show.
0: Great. Um, one of my listeners actually sent me a message uh, just now, and I should tell you uh, what their message said. Okay, just pay attention to this. Uh, She's driving right now, and she saw a lit highway sign. If you see human trafficking, call 888-something. She said, I'll try to catch it back. It's about 180 miles north of the border. I am loving it. I am loving it because people are seeing how prevalent this is. Um, And I'll take this call and then we'll parse together how important it is that you pay your taxes. Because Nancy Pelosi apparently, when she flies, she needs at least $100,000 in in in-flight services. Wow. Right? I talked about those audits. And it's important that we have these audits done for self-reporting and for everything they do. It is very important. Uh, because when I parse together all these charges that she's had uh, on your dime, it's incredible. And we have a caller on. Caller, can you hear me?
7: Yes, good morning. How are you? Good good afternoon. How are
0: you? Very, very well. Actually, yeah, it's just noon where I'm at. I'm on Central Standard Time. How are you?
7: Pretty good, pretty good. I I really do enjoy your shoe. I'm amazed at, well, I'm envious of your talent. Let's just put it that way. (laughs) Um, I'd like to have two quick comments on this tax thing. One, the, the, uh, the amendment, the tax amendment was never passed and was only declared by the Treasury Secretary in which they stated uh, the uh, amendment is passed, the uh, 16th Amendment is passed, that's it. So the President could simply... Uh, go back to that and say i don't think it's passed that kills the tax thing but the other thing to the tax is the which 1783- tax explain to the listeners
0: explain to the listeners this tax that you're referring to uh what does it exactly tackle
7: well the uh, the tax is the uh income tax the income tax is uh, internal revenue service and Is based off of the 1783 Paris Peace Treaty. And that was one, and two, the 16th Amendment passing that tax was never passed. The Treasury Secretary, I think under uh, Wilson, President Wilson, simply declared it was passed. So therefore, I think the President has a great opportunity to stop paying IRS taxes to England by questioning the 16th Amendment that was declared passed and at the same time calling for the 1783 Paris Peace Treaty as void as the English attacked us in 1813, voiding that peace treaty.
0: See, I love this. See, genius. So if we look back on the past, we see that there's a lot of uh, loopholes and a lot of things. And when it comes to the IRS, if you wish not to pay taxes, you can actually win that. You know that, right? By going to court. Because nowhere does it actually state that you're obliged to file a tax return. Did you know that? I don't think a lot of people know that. You know that, right, listener? Because if you... uh, uh, If you actually know that our income tax and this agreement is null and void because it hasn't been legally implemented, you can obviously see how the IRS is literally a scam. And you can't even ask them for information because if you actually look at some of their statutes, they have, I don't know, statute 100, article 100, whatever, within their code Uh, There'll be subsection A, B, C, D, but you can only see B and D, which indicates what? Where are the other ones that you're relying on to force me to pay tax? Um, That's excellent, actually. That is incredible. Do you think that Donald Trump will indeed, um, you know, pull such a maneuver like that? I I think
7: he should, because if President Wilson, who is a New World Order president, in order to get the new world president to uh, get all the money out of the United States, bankrupt us and and own us, Wilson called it. So why can't President uh, Trump simply look at it and say, well, it was actually declared pass and that's the exact statement in the history books that was stated, that's one. But two, why The 1783 Paris Peace Treaty was England's move to say, yeah, you won the revolution, but guess what? We're going to make you pay. Because if you read the 1783 Paris Peace Treaty signed by Thomas Jefferson, it states King George allows the colonies to buy and sell, which places the colonies under commercial law, uniform code of commercial law. And second and thirdly, it places the American Bar Association, it's the American Bar Association, which owes all of its allegiance to the English bar, which means all of the laws firstly are to protect English law then uh, the third person in line is you and me, if we go see him. By doing those two things, three of the major impediments to the very existence of the United States of America would be stopped.
0: That's an excellent point. And one thing for listeners that aren't um, aware of these historical proceedings and how it's done Uh, the crown is actually a corporation and assets that countries have are actually filed as corporations. This is business. This is why uh, in 2015, when president Trump declared that he is running for president, I said, finally we get someone that is a businessman that understands because every single uh, territory owned, every single country that says that they are is owned, it's a part of a corporation. And this is where I was inching to a couple of days ago when I was talking about Canada. They're in a bit of a pickle with this USMCA because they actually belong to the crown. And uh, this is uh, causing them great tension with the crown's investments uh, in the European Union, Africa, and then some uh, with this trade agreement. So uh, our president has pretty much boxed them in uh to show how these uh trade agreements are actually done because like he said they don't allow us to dictate our own economy it's other people placing it and when people actually find out just how globally set this is um it'll be pretty shaking to reality i think i just wanted to mention something uh, that's uh, a little bit off topic that someone uh sent me a message uh during the show is um you know how i mentioned that someone saw a billboard saying do you see human trafficking call we have to be very very careful who we call because i had reported over two years ago no it was actually five years ago uh that uh The person that heads the Amber Alert section, right, and um, child trafficking is a woman that has changed her name and she is the same person that was found to be trafficking children out of Haiti and got caught with the Clinton Foundation. So when you see these numbers, ensure that you Google them and check them that they don't come from any of these companies. And as someone that actually uh, investigates cases of child and human trafficking. I can tell you that you know it's 2019 and we're 2 years in into the Trump administration but still there are holdovers from the previous administration that can cause you more harm than good for you trying to get it done. So I'm actually in the middle of publishing an article that should be up right after my show maybe an hour or so where I Um, plead to anyone that reads it, that if you have any such information, reach out to investigative journalists. You can reach out to me. You can reach out to Laura Loomer, Project Veritas. You can reach out to investigative journalists because we can maneuver this field and get it done. I mean, I've gotten a lot of stuff done in North Dakota capturing a lot of these people. So I just thought I'd throw that in um, uh, because it is worth mentioning. Um, Well,
7: that is... Um, I appreciate that because I wondered about the uh, live PD. They always go to the one woman who is, you know, this is the person we're looking for today. And I've written them and contacted that supposed person and said, look, there's a woman who I It's missing when Pelosi was there. You want to find her. The, the, the children – On the American Indian reservations that went missing or are going missing, I asked him to, why aren't you covering them? No response.
0: You know what? Thank you for mentioning that because actually my article is about uh, children on Native American reservations, believe it or not. Um, uh, I live in a state right now, uh, obviously I'm not from here, you can tell that from the accent, in North Dakota where we have a large presence of Native Americans and with multiple reservations, right? And um, the investigations that I've been doing with my team here in human and child trafficking are centered in, on reservations, uh, not on them, but actually borrowing, renting, or you know, stealing women and children from reservations. And it's uh, pretty incredible uh, because today uh, an indictment was unsealed by the Justice uh, Department where a uh, Navajo-registered man, uh, age of 28, was found guilty. Well, no, he was indicted. The indictment was unsealed, obviously, um, for uh, committing acts lewd sexual acts on children under the age of 12 at the Fort Berthold Reservation. So, our well, I'm let you, uh, Go ahead. Corey, oh, yeah, I'm going to
7: let you go, because you're, you're, I really do enjoy it. I do my own and analysis for 30 years. I have to be careful, because I've been confronted by the FBI. I've been confronted by the Secret Service. I've been confronted by the U.S. Marshals. And they they all attack you on what a U.S. sovereign person. You know what? It's just a bunch of crap because I can't use my name anymore, and I won't because I Thomas Jefferson said you can't tell them your name because they'll kill you. And one final thing on this pet, predatory thing: when I was in Bosnia as an analyst, we. Supported or the operations there supported Al Gore going to Saudi Arabia. I was there too through Frankfurt
0: during that time. Right. Well, Al
7: Gore, Al Gore went to Saudi Arabia three times, and every time he went, the planes got bigger and more of them. And I can tell you because I know firsthand because they showed it to me. Other defense intelligence people would pull the plane and they were given all kinds of stuff from the plane when it came back. And I'll tell you, one of the things they showed me, and I was just very upset about it, so was he, was a menu for one, the dinner meals for Al Gore in Saudi Arabia at the golden castles that they have. And the second one was the menu for children, and any kind of sex you could possibly imagine. And Al Gore came back with those. So someone should investigate, what did Al Gore come back? Because I know there was a lot of stuff that was handed out to the, to the guys protecting him. So that would be an interesting story. Thank you very much, Tori. I appreciate, I appreciate it. Please it
0: please call back uh, anytime. Thank you. I appreciated your call. Thank yep. you. Um, and again, right. my number is 215-TOP-TALK, and that's 215-867-8255. So, you know, there's people just like him around the world, around our nation, that have served our country, and have realized and have seen things that they can't really talk about. And like he said, they will attack you. Look at what they've done to our president. He is one human and they have, sh- they have pretty much turned all arrows against him. All of them. And... So what he was saying about what they do and what they say, you know, that's a pretty interesting conversation we should have. Um, Maybe I should bring in my time at um, Standing Watch at the Bohemian Grove. Maybe I should talk about that one day. But what I wanted to point out when I was talking about Pelosi earlier is that Pelosi, when she goes and travels, she has uh, it just came out from the Business Insider where they had receipts from a FOIA request. Nancy Pelosi flies in what's called in flight food and drink and drink costs $101,000. Johnny Walker Red Label, Grey Goose, Brandy, Bailey's, Maker's Mark. Wow, Bacardi, Jim Beam, Jack. Wow, that's a lot of alcohol. Maybe that's why her face is so crooked. Who knows? But all of this is just alcohol. It's just pure alcohol. And by services, she clearly meant alcohol is what the article says. So WND reported it, but that single receipt makes up just part of the more than $100,000 taxpayers paying for in-flight services. That includes food and liquor for House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's trip on Air Force jets over the past two years. That's almost $1,000 a week. What? Isn't that incredible? So not only are these people not working for us, not doing their jobs, but gallivanting around the globe in Puerto Rico and wanting to give assurances when they have no business giving assurances. But they're also enjoying their time and getting completely pissed, as the Brits would say, off of oodles of alcohol that you and I are paying for pretty incredible. Like I said, we need audits. Like where are these audits? Who is looking into their self-reporting? Who is looking into these receipts? I mean, if Nancy Pelosi is there, all this alcohol, I mean, she's not a huge woman. I mean, even if she was a 400 pound person, she can't put that alcohol down her. So who's drinking with her? And why are we paying for it? I've I've submitted receipts on projects I've worked on, you know, for travel, meals, entertainment, whatever. But I've never given a bill with just alcohol. Like if I took out um, potential people that I was taking on to be part of this, you know, contract that I was just awarded and I'm entertaining them, uh, you know, I'll take them out for dinner and drinks. But I'm not going to put down, you know, thousands of dollars of alcohol because – That's not really talking business and eating dinner or entertaining them in that sense. Uh, That's pretty much just taking advantage of, you know, company funds. And in my case, it was federal funds, right? So it's it's pretty incredible if you look at it how – Uh, much money they're making while they're in office. We need to start pushing for a bill that will not allow anyone elected into office to create more wealth. And if they want to sell stocks that it needs to be pre-approved, they need to file it and state why they need to liquidate, you know, because, you know, you never liquidate stocks unless you know that they're going down or you have a sudden expense. Like uh, when my daughter went to college, instead of saving, what we had is, you know, funds, you know, stocks, uh, bonds, and we liquidated them to pay for her uh education. I mean that's what people do, right? You you need to pay for it and, and you pull it out. That's that's how things work. This is how you use investments, right? You invest the money until you need it later. So when we had the bill, what did we do? We just sold a couple of stocks. We put it in and that was it. We didn't care what the price was. We just needed the money. So if you're in Senate or in Congress and you want to sell, you know, a million dollars of Apple, I think we should know why. Uh, because you are working for us and therefore you have no privacy, kind of like soldiers. You are part of the American, you are property of the United States. We own you because you serve us. That's the bottom line. This is why they're not entitled to much privacy. This is why they have to file financials. Because when it's someone like Nancy Pelosi who has $70 million in uh, liabilities and you look at her income, you have to think, well, hold on a second. You wouldn't be able to get a public clearance if you had $3,000 you know, of debt you know, that is unaccounted for. So where's your accounted debt? Why are you getting these mortgages? And it's not, you know, the debt to income ratio doesn't match. Why aren't we getting audits for these? Pelosi needs to answer to that. We need to invest in, not just Pelosi, everybody. Blumenthal would be mental gymnastics just to go through that. Like looking at his financials, I got a headache. I was like, where does it start and where does it end? You know, the guy that went to Vietnam, right? But Uh, What the caller said, which I never mentioned as well, like, uh, well, I've been to Bosnia, of course. Um, We've all been to Serbia and Bosnia if we served during that time in any capacity to our government. But there were a lot of um, uh, curious trips. Kind of like curious how de Blasio went to the EU, right? Kind of like curious how they wanted to refuel in Brussels for two days, out of the blue and how they wanted to go see troops when every single person that served knows we don't have a lot of them in Cairo. So what we need to do is start listening and paying attention more uh, to what they're telling us because they are telling us what they're doing. They're not hiding. I mean, Nancy Pelosi is all over. CNN was tweeting out how President Trump, like... um, you know, had problems with her security because he exposed it. No, you have no business. There is no official business for you to go there because you know what? If you're going to pull that card, then tell us your official business in Brussels, Egypt, and Afghanistan. And don't give me that. Well, we just decided to go see if the troops have money or food. You know they do. You know they have resources because they have not been defunded. So the question is, Why did she want to go on this trip now? Why isn't she just legislating? I mean, that's her job, legislate. So if it was such a concern for her security, why doesn't she go ahead and tell us what her official business is? Because then it would make sense. I had official business doing this. All right, then what's your official? Official business, giving assurances to NATO is not your official business. You are a legislator. You have no business with NATO. And anyone saying that she does does not know how the government works. She cannot speak on behalf of the people uh, outside of the United States. She speaks for the majority of Congress, and those congresspersons represent people. And, you know, now we're starting to see that those people that actually voted for them weren't really American. You know, we just got a report out of, I think it was North Carolina, where someone went to the polls with a green card and voted, and that's illegal. And you know what? They got fined. They were 70 years old. They got fined. That's wrong. The law says if you're a green card holder and you vote, you get automatic deportation. And I don't care if the person is 70 years old. You're out. You broke the law. You know, we can't keep giving people passes for not knowing or feeling like they have the right, even though they knew they didn't have the right. Because when you get your green card, they tell you. You are allowed to stay here. You are allowed to work. You have a social security number that allows you to enjoy the same benefits as a citizen, except for voting. I mean, it's, you know, I, I don't know how much clearer it can be. You can join the military. Doesn't mean you get citizenship. But you enjoy all the benefits. You can even get student loans. You can do all that stuff. But you are not allowed to vote because you're not a U.S. citizen. Yet, you know, this person got a $100 fine. They were 70 years old and have been voting for how many years? Exactly. And these are just the ones that we catch and that we audit because every single state should be auditing their voter rolls and seeing which green card holders have indeed violated this. But that should come after we build the wall. First, we need to build the wall to stop terrorists crime and drugs and sex and human trafficking into our nation. And then we need to start auditing and purging from within the criminals, the terrorists, those that have broken the law knowingly. And don't worry, like President Trump said, your people on your vineyards that pick grapes will come in just fine. Because is that what she's worried about? Her grapes at her vineyard? You know, all the illegal immigrants she has there working? that she doesn't have to pay taxes for? Is that what she's worried about? Makes you wonder what their um, actual case for uh, wanting this wall to not be built. And the case is everybody has a price, and I'm sticking by that. The bottom line is that they have a price. They have been bought out, they you know, they bought out the President of Mexico. You think they can't buy out Pelosi and Chuck Schumer, especially now that President Trump has confiscated every single offshore account they have by way of executive order. Well, I'm up to a break. I'll see you guys all in a few. Again, again, you can call in at two one five top talk two one five eight six seven eight two five five.
2: Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, "Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio."
0: Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn
3: to every single American. Now we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that...
2: You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot, on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop.
4: How did you become addicted? A friend were you at a party and someone said, "Hey, try this." Then you got the cold sweats and started shaking. And the more you did it, the more it didn't work. So you switched to the needle. Now you're a train wreck. Drinking, drugging, broke. Your family hates you. And you hate you. Get out of your hell on earth now. Call the Detox and Treatment Helpline today for immediate help. In many cases, your insurance may cover the costs. We can't guarantee it. But we can guarantee we have what you need to change your life for the better. Pick up your cell phone. And call right now. 855-700-2978. 855-700-2978. 855-700-2978. That's 855-700-2978. Guaranteed life insurance with no medical exam.
3: Sounds great, right? Even better, your rates will never increase and benefits will never decrease. If you're a U.S. citizen between 50 and 80, you can get life insurance guaranteed. It's not guaranteed in every state, and you may not qualify for every policy, but when you call, you'll speak with a licensed insurance company. They'll give you all the details about guaranteed life insurance. So call now 1 800 707 1219. 1 800 707 1219.
5: Hey, this is Leonora Cravota from Red State Talk Radio for My Pillow. I used to have trouble sleeping. My pillow changed all that. I now fall asleep within moments of my head touching my pillow. That's how comfortable my pillow is with its patented interlocking fill. My pillow stays cool and does not go flat, plus it's machine washable and dryable. My pillow has a 10 year warranty and a 60 day comfort guarantee. My pillow is also the official pillow of the National sleep foundation and it's made right here in the usa my pillow is now offering red state talk radio listeners a four-pack special with two premium standard or queen pillows and two go anywhere pillows that's four pillows for the price of one to take advantage of this special offer call 1-800-961-9194 and ask for promo code red state that's 1-800-961-9194 promo code red state put sleepless nights behind you with my pillow the most comfortable pillow you will ever own for the best night's sleep in the whole wide world is my pillow.com
0: Okay, and welcome back to the last quarter, right? The last half hour of my show. You know, the week has been going by slow. It's Friday, but my hours seem to go by so quick on air. Uh, I really enjoy uh, talking to you, getting your messages, and I love to hear from you. I do. Um, Going back, you know, I, I was thinking about this kind of in the back of my mind when he mentioned Al Gore, and a lot of us know A lot of things about Al Gore. Let's just remember how he told us we'd be underwater by 2005, right? But uh, let me just give you a little task to do. I want you to go to, like, Twitter and go into the search bar and type in the word massage and then see where what comes up and what services are offered to you and from what country. Having said that, I'd like... uh, to kind of talk about Al Gore and his trips to Saudi Arabia, uh, specifically uh, back in 2005 and 2006, where he expressed outrage, uh, complete outrage, actually, about a mistreatment of Arabs by Americans. And specifically, um, he had gone um, to Saudi Arabia to explain the nasty things uh, that have happened during the time of war. And, you know, obviously whatever the Arabs have done, you know, in the Middle East is okay, but the handful of, you know, what's going on, of how Americans... Basically, he went to Jeddah, right? And he explained to them... Who, are, who were at the time a very tyrannical regime. We're seeing a lot more with the crown prince right now of a new face of Saudi Arabia, uh, a Saudi Arabia face of the new century. Uh, he still keeps to the um, order, the old school order that they've had for uh, centuries, but he is willing to bring Saudi Arabia into the next century in regards to geopolitics and um, interacting with the Western world, even though the foundations of such a nation, you know, don't usually, right? So it's important to state that Al Gore had indeed traveled many times to the Middle East, and he was criticized for this um, because he was explaining to them how um, it isn't the oppression that, you know, Sharia law has to their own people in North Africa and the Middle East. But it's the mistreatment of a few Arabs post 9-11 in the United States. And this kind of was simile to uh, visiting Moscow in 1970 and talking smack about the United States in front of, uh, you know, the Communist Party, the USSR. There was there was simply no defense for what Gore was doing. And a lot of you, uh, I I was actually quite shocked to see my DMs blow up uh, from listeners saying, well, was it only alcohol on the plane? Could it have been some kind of fast food? Who knows, right? Because, you know, one day, I'll do it this month. um, I had provided that interview a couple of years ago on the Hagman Show where I talked about Bohemian Grove. I've mentioned it before on air to you guys. But um, that's more of a conversation when we need callers that know about this to call in so we can uh, soundboard off each other because the whole point of us learning and evolving as citizens because we have been disabled for decades to be active citizens. We have been um, robbed of the right to participate. And... Uh, Today, when I was joining Scott Adams on Philly's Airways, uh, 1180 AM, I was listening to his intro where it was playing a certain portion of uh, President Trump's speech where he said, we will give the country and the power back to the people. And he made a mention of that. And it was pretty curious, right? Because I was thinking about that. I had heard it so many times. And it was the first time I sat and heard it. And he talked about it too, which was crazy. He said the same thing. I was thinking, hey, you know, it's played a lot of times, but I never really listen to it. Remember the difference between listening and hearing and that terrifies the Democrats. It terrifies people like Pelosi that the people are gaining power. We are gaining power to speak up and we are driving the news. Come on guys. Yesterday and the day before yesterday we were all talking about the prayer rugs on the southern border. I mean I had submitted that article from the Washington Examiner to Drudge so many times to finally get their attention because when you want something cycled in the news here's how it works you get on drudge and you send them an article of your interest so they can take a look into it and if enough people send the same article again and again they'll tweet it they'll talk about it that's how we drive the news so i'm giving you the tips on how we drive the news so i was constantly submitting this article and it finally came around and here's where the president's like yeah i'm ready to talk about this Because he's been hinting it, but, you know, suddenly they're going to take this broad brush of, what is it, any ism and obia, and wipe it across, you know, Donald Trump's face, Islamophobe, because they found prayer rugs. And it's like, but there's no one there that'll say that that Mexicans or Hondurans or Guatemalans have prayer rugs, because they don't. This caravan that's coming is really scaring me. Another wave funded by our money. Remember, they use charities uh, to funnel out our own federal tax money and line their pockets or their campaigns. And then they use federal money in the form of foreign aid to fund their activities like this caravan. Our president told us weeks ago, there's a new caravan. No, he said weeks ago, There. why are we giving money now, all these millions and millions of dollars? It was close to $100 million to, you know, southern Mexico and Honduras. He said it. The caravan is why. Has anyone ever bothered to go to the State Department site or USAID, USAID, and see what their... Um, what their mission statement is it's pretty eye opening if you read it and comprehend what they're telling you because they're hiding in plain sight we have been desensitized to pay attention and listen they don't do this without your consent and your consent is on this mm. okay I wanted to, okay, so there's this new show called Project Blue Book. I am a total fan of exposing any cover-ups of the government. Totally into it since I was a kid, digging, digging. I tell you guys, I was nine years old when I wrote my first FOIA request. And I wanted to find out about Star Wars. Um, Like I said, I was pretty nerdy. And I wanted to know how that worked, how the shield worked. I never got a response. Could have been the handwriting. Could have sent it to the wrong address. I don't know. But I was always into getting information that was always there, but you had to really work hard to ask for it, right? I didn't even know uh, what a FOIA request is. I don't even think it was called a FOIA request. It was just a letter that I sent to the president and said, I would like um, all information on former President Reagan's program, Star Wars, (laughs) That's it. Please send it to this address. You know. um, I never got anything. But anyway. In this Project Blue Book. What I love about it. Is not the stories that they're saying. Which may or may not be true. Right. But it's the plot of the uh, spying. So. I watched the, sec- the first episode. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. The graphics were great. Totally gave you the sense of time and era. Um, and it was about Fargo. And then the second one came on about a monster and people seeing aliens. But that wasn't what I was interested in. I was interested in the wife. The wife who was targeted by a woman to be spied on, who they became friends, and she is totally spying. And uh, from what the episode showed, was that you know now you know she's Russian, so they were trying to find out information. Uh, the reason I'm I'm using this as an example is for people to understand just how plants happen. So when uh, Okay, so I'm not like one of those paranoid people, but I'm always very careful at chance, you know, meetings and friends that just know me so well. Uh, Because I've traveled around the world. I know a lot of people, acquaintances, but my friends are literally counted on my two hands. And so... When you see something like that, you realize just how easy it is for someone to slide themselves into your life, either as a friend or a coworker, and create this relationship that will be uh, fruitful for whatever party or persons or countries have slotted them into. There's a lot going on around Cohen, Manafort, and even Carter Page. And if you listen to my buddy George Papadopoulos, which I'm hoping to have on the show, because I want him to talk about his book, which is pretty incredible from what I see, you'll realize that um, the long-term slotting in of these people was done in such a way that um, anyone could have accepted it. they come in and they make themselves part of your life either through business or in the case of the show, lipstick and buying dresses and um, catering to your more wild side where they bond with you and show you the trust that you would give to them as a friend, right? Right. And what they do is they sit there and they do get involved. It's kind of like undercover cops, but these are like undercover spies. And so they get embedded with you not like two minutes early like they did with you know trying to get George Papadopoulos they got messy there right because you know he's a young guy he's a jet setter he knows a lot of people and they thought that they'd you know using him as a young guy that they'd you know kind of pull a fast one on them and 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 he and they didn't because the thing, people like George, who is a great guy, I mean, we hung out in the same circles in Europe. Um, you know, we've partied together. We're smarter. We're that new generation that has eyes open and focuses on the real deal, right? Because the people that are between the ages, which are in their 30s now, early 40s, are, is, is that transition phase people, right? The transition phase people. The people that were transitioned into technology, transitioned into uh, this era of propaganda, those generations from uh, people born between 1978 and 1992 are the, the ones that the cabal cannot control. They cannot, and I would say 1975 to 1995 to keep it more solid, right? Those 20 years, those 20 years of generations of people that were born cannot be controlled easily by the cabal. The ones before that, definitely not, but they get accustomed to it, I would say. But those people are still able to discern differences because they were part of that uh, um, digital revolution, And um, forfeiting the privacy, uh, accepting the digitization, accepting the artificial intelligence, accepting the um, filing of them, you know, because back in the days, people would tell me that when they applied for a credit card, all they did was show up, put their name and address, and they'd send it to them. There was no... um, file on people i would say it was very different the errors were different so this was a a transition period of those 20 years those people you cannot trick having said that president trump has been around for seven decades right um and we see that he's transitioned very well from uh the industrial revolution the booming uh, the bubbles the technology the communications revolution that we've had now in the 2000s and ai and unfortunately uh you know even though he is on top of things The cabal is smart enough to utilize the right people to slot in. What we are going to be seeing and something I talked about a couple months ago, especially with my article on Perkins Coy and the executive orders, I kind of hinted about Skaden. I kind of hinted about a law firm in Chicago and I hinted about these law firms. It's all coming to the surface about Manafort now. How they worked with him. The Justice Department put out, you know, that they signed an agreement with the law firm saying that they weren't forthcoming with their relationship with Manafort. We're talking 2012. This is like four years prior to the elections. And he was already slotted in. I can't even fathom how our president feels knowing that people that he bonded so well over, that he had great professional relationships with, were actually traitors. This in 2019 will all come to surface. But I think it'll be easier for someone to understand if they watch those two shows of Project Blue Book. Not so much for the aliens and stuff, but watch how the government slots in uh, thoughts and organizes people they work with But look at how the opposition, and in this case, it's Russian, of course, right? Hollywood would never pick another country as a threat. Like, no way would we pick something like Somalia or Liberia, you know, or actual people that want to kill us. We'll just pick the Russians, you know, that really want to do business with us because without competition, nobody makes money. But okay, I want you to just um, understand just how... People get slotted into your life for alternative purposes. And then I want you to think just how you would feel if you realized that somehow how angry you would be. Because right now, sometimes I sit and think, and I'm just like, I can't even fathom what, what my president is going through. I mean, for me, hunting down all these corrupt politicians, calling them out, filing criminal complaints against them, and doing what I'm doing, they attack me too. They throw lawsuits in my face. They, tra- they even went to a judge and asked them to not let me use the Internet. Can you believe this? We all know why they didn't want me using the Internet, but it didn't work. President Trump is president now. But imagine him. He's not only getting attacked because by fellow politicians, but he's even being attacked by the people that he thought was closest to him because they knew he was going to run. They knew our plan all along. And they thought that they had the remedy, that they had the power because they had the media. Every day he's under attack. The only thing we can do is pray for this man who left a life of luxury, who left a life that would have been penned in gold in history to save us from an organized criminal network, a globally organized criminal network. And not so much just us, but, you know, I want to go there, and it's going to sound pretty fruity, but maybe even save the world. Because, you know, things that went underreported, I mean, North Koreans came for the first time to sit down a delegation to speak with our president to discuss the second summit, I mean they haven 't been here in like forever ever 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 ever, 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 and they went to a hotel, and all the mainstream media could go it was like, "Oh, they went through the garage parking lot, well, of course they 're scared of you. The mainstream media has become the enemy of the people. They are the last defense that this criminal cabal has because they are the ones that control how you think. I mean, they slot it into our TV shows. Literally, in every single TV show, it panders to that idea. I, I for one, stopped watching, well, when Roseanne left, I don't even look at the Connors. It's disgusting. Uh, Last Man Standing, still watch that. I watch all episodes, actually. Like, I'm I'm pretty much a big, you know, TV series. I'm a huge Grey's Anatomy fan, um, and I love watching Bull. Uh, but there's a lot of shows that I watch that I just get so furious because they t- try to penetrate this idea of um, the leftist, the radical left mentality, because that is their weapon. We see it with performers. I mean, why did Cardi B come out and talk? Come on. You know? her talking about the president we know we all know it's about money and who is she to comment on politics no offense well yeah if it's taken whatever think about how he feels because soon all of us will realize that the people that surrounded our president were surrounding him for purposes other than that to actually be his friend or business partner this is all going to be coming out. And every time someone criticizes him or, you know, you think about what he should be doing, all of us should sit down and think, wow, could you imagine if that happened to me? Like seriously, what if that happened to me? I mean, I've I've gotten a very light, um, I would say, feeling of that, right? Very light feeling. But, you know, people don't penetrate my circle easy. And for him, I would assume the same. But they did. And it's all coming to fruition. You know, well, they thought it came to fruition. It's not. Because they were hoping to entrap him. But see, that's how good of a person he is. That he was never crooked as they hoped he would be. Because when you see the worst in someone, it's because you see yourself. So they just assumed that he would use the same MOs they do, act the way they do, and they were wrong. He didn't. He didn't act like them. He never acted like them. He was President Donald J. Trump. He was Donald Trump. He was the Don. He was the man always. And he was legit. And for Nancy wanting to tour the poppy fields, we all know how President Trump feels about poppy fields. It's pretty incredible what we're going to see with these um, reports. I mean, seeing the stuff on Manafort and, you know, the president isn't talk, He just called them stupid because he couldn't believe that they would do that to him. And I'm pretty sure he doesn't even know the whole story. It'll devastate him as a person because it would me as well. To know that someone that I entrusted, someone that I helped or I thought I was helping, right, to buy that new house, to make the top dollar and be my right-hand man, to do that to me, to be, you know, it's kind of like those love stories where they're like, oh, you really didn't love me. But it's like in the end, yeah, I kind of did, but, you know, I'm kind of stuck because I made a deal with them. This is incredible what we're going to see. You've never seen it. When he talks witch hunt, it is legit. They had set this up from a very long time ago. But people like the caller and myself that have seen a lot, there's a lot of, you know, cyber soldiers out there. People that have seen a lot. And now we're all starting to talk, all starting to interact. Because you know what? What's the point of bowing down? I don't want to be a slave anymore. I don't want to have to watch what I say or watch what I do. I don't want my children to have to Live in a world like that where they're numbered like cattle, where they have no privacy, where they even wake you up in the morning and tell you, do your stretches or else you'll get points deducted, or this is what you'll eat, or you need to get this medicine, or you need to participate here. This is going to be your job because that's all you're good for. I don't want to see that happen. And for anyone saying, well, that's far-fetched, it's not going to happen. It's already happening. It's already happening. You are not free from the minute that the government can tell you what you need to put in your body, which is your private... At least your private property is your body. You are not free. Like, that is 100% a valid statement. If the government can force you to enjoy any activities that you pay for, you pay school tax, right? But if they force you to... Force your children to have all this poison inside of them, all these vaccines that are so necessary to enjoy the stuff you're actually paying for and you can't even say, I don't want to pay for it. You're not free. We only have the illusion that we are free. It's pretty... It's, it's a really hard thing to come to terms with the fact that we're not free, we have the illusion that we are free, and now we are realizing it because we realize just how much power we have relinquished to people like the Democrats. This month is glorious. We have indictments popping. I'm probably assuming that we're going to have a lot going on after 2 p.m. today and this weekend. In the meantime... All of you should just pray to whoever you believe is your God and stay as healthy as you can, as happy as you can, and just listen because the good and the bad always tell you what their intentions are. They never hide. It's really hard to hide something like that. And on that note, I guess I have to tell everyone goodbye and have a wonderful weekend. Stay happy and healthy from all of us here at Red State. See you guys same time, same place on Monday, 12 to 2 Eastern time on Red State Talk Radio.